This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! of the High Hopes Podcast, Jack, if you had told me Friday morning that we would be doing this pod and not be completely despondent about it, I wouldn't have believed you because that game on Thursday was maybe even more embarrassing than the 13 to nothing loss to the Reds. Like the lifeless, embarrassing performance against a team that had lost eight straight games in your freaking ballpark, not even showing up for it. And then Nola gives up the three-run shot in the first the next day. And we're like, well, this is going to freaking suck. Like, what the hell? And then they battle. We get a clutch Schwarber homer. We get a big hit from Edmundo Sosa. Nick Castellanos hitting bombs. Brandon Marsh, the best hitter in baseball. Fritzy, we're back. We're so back. And and, uh, and, uh, Thursday night, I understood it. It was like, what a despondent, brutal, awful what are you guys doing kind of performance where they just came out lifeless. And I said it after the game, like they look like a team that uh, had just played two games on Tuesday, played a day game yesterday. They get to return home for the first time in like eight days. And they get to uh, face Ryan Feltner who had like an eight ERA and the Rockies team who had lost eight straight. And they kind of were like, all right, we'll show up and win. Yeah. Um, and to this team's credit and what they did last year and what they did uh, at the beginning of portions of this year, which is they bounce back. And it's like every time people are like, wow, there it is. There's the there's the Fugazi baseball team there. The, the, the one hit wonders that got hot and went to the World Series last year. It feels like they do a really, really good job bouncing back. And when they have an embarrassing loss, like they did five nothing like they did last Saturday, um, you know, they. It feels like the next game they come out more locked in, more ready to go. And we have to understand that like bad games happen. I mean, bad teams beat good teams all the time. I mean, worst teams in baseball will still win 60 plus games. Maybe not the uh, A's, not the A's buddy. Maybe not, maybe not the, the A's, A's pal. Uh, but like, it's just, it, it's good to see them kind of starting to write the ship. And I know Thursday night was bad, but I, I still genuinely felt the, the the last week and a half of baseball that we'd seen from them, James, was closer to, th- to them starting to break through and be the team that we believed in uh, in this offseason. And like taking three or four, coming back in some, some of these games, not always being the prettiest brand of baseball, whatever. You know, they had a lot of that last year. They still made the playoffs and went to the World Series. So um, I'm proud of them. Welcome to the season. One game under 500. Uh, and I just, you know. I, I hate that there's an off day tomorrow, but whatever. I'm proud of them. I love it. Look at you. Proud You're such, a, such an easy sell. Look, nice to see Houston handle the Braves a little bit, as we hope for. Oh, it's a big difference between seven back and four and a half or four, whatever it is now, pending today's game. Like, or no, four and a half, I guess it would be. Like, or five could be four and a half, whatever it is. Um, a big difference than than the seven before, and obviously way too early to, to worry about it. But, yeah, look, I think I, I, I am very – impressed with the way they battled back after the three run homer from Nola. Cause, cause Thursday was just a disgraceful, abysmal, embarrassing showing from that team. But then, you know, after three run homer, it looks like, Oh man. 
And then Nola settled in and, and gave him six strong after that and really gave him a chance to win. And then, you know, who else but Schwarber? It's the big home run to tie it. Uh, you know, Sosa, the big hit to win it, you know, to, or in the eighth. But so, and then makes that great play in the ninth. And, you know, and then the next night, you know, the two Casty homers, the, Christian Pache. I mean, what a day. You get two homers from Castellanos and a Pache homer. Like, you have to win that game. Like, that's an automatic must win in the moment. But, and it wasn't pretty. And look, today they handled business and, you know, they got some hits when they needed it. Some home runs with runners on base, what I thought. The Stott homer, by the way, I was listening to Fransky, only the third home run with runners in scoring position all season. So good sounds to hear. Sounds about right. It's yeah, good to hear. Sounds um, about right. But like, look, you could look at it and say, listen, they, they should have beaten these teams that, you know, it, it, on a, a higher, you know, they should be better than 11 and 12 based on the schedule to start the season. Like that, and that's fair. You know, they should have, you know, won more against the Reds. They shouldn't have, you know, they should have swept the Rockies. Jack said it going in the weekend. Or I was probably like, it's a sweep. It's got to be a sweep this weekend. And, you know, the way it happens, you're happy with three or four. But the flip side, they've won six of eight. You know, as much as it doesn't seem like it, they've won six of eight. And to your point, I think seeing them battle through adversity, and I know it's not serious adversity, but early season adversity, and when they really have to get hits or make plays, We've seen them make it. We've seen guys bear down. The bullpen, zero runs allowed all weekend. All the three games they won, zero runs when they needed it, especially in those first two games. Like today, you know, obviously a bit of a, an easy one, but the first two games were close. They were losing. The bullpen kept a minute. So I'm with you. You know, I, I, 11 and 12 is not amazing, and I still think you have to be more disappointed than not with the start of the season. I think we're back. Now, the last pop we did, we're like, we're back. And then they lost that game and and maybe they're back. So I, I feel like more back than not. Well, I, and I just think that all the signs are there, that they're they're a good team. Like, uh, we've been over this, I feel like, the last, you know, after the first week freakout, which I think was kind of justified because it was like every facet of the game they were just dreadful at, where it was just mm -hmm. like, how about you guys just be Major League Baseball players? Maybe mm -hmm. a crazy concept there. Um, but, but really it started that Sunday of the red series. Um, and even though they split, like the Saturday game was just the worst, but um, like you've seen, like you've seen them kind of settle into what we think they're going to be going forward. Now, the thing that's going to be the, the, the big kind of question mark as to how much can we believe in them is going to be Wheeler and Nola. Um, because without their number one, and number two being like true number ones and number two, um, it's hard to like start putting them down as 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 being you know uh, I think they could probably still make the playoffs the way they're pitching right now but like doing actual damage like you need your aces you need your guys to be your guys and um, you know like like Nola did fine on on Thursday uh, um, on Friday night it was good the first inning home run was annoying um, but whatever like he he bounced back it was more it was more good rather than great. And uh, I think and again Nola, against the Rockies. I mean, there's a bad right. lineup. It's a bad team. You know, it's going to be different when you're facing that Braves lineup or, you know, whatever you want to say. Well, thankfully, they don't plan as much as they do. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they hey, now. hey, now. But the, the, my, my concerning thing with Aaron Ola right now is that he has 21 strikeouts in 28 innings. Uh, his, his strikeout per nine is seven. His yeah. career is like nine and a half, ten. Um, so he had three strikeouts on, on Friday night, which is just like, I mean, if he wants to be a contact pitcher, whatever, but like the, Darren Nola that was fourth in Cy Young last year and like has been a very valuable pitcher in the last couple of years. And what made him value valuable was taking down a ton of innings, not walking anyone and striking out a ton of batters. Well, 
he's not striking out a ton of guys right now. So, um, you know, maybe he's changing up repertoire and, and being more context uh, oriented, but still, you know, that's something to, to monitor going forward. And, and Zach Wheeler today, like he was like, pretty good and then it's well he's unbelievable and then it's yeah just the like first that. three innings he was he was unhittable i mean he was, seven was strikeouts he was awesome stupid um and then he, and he then, reached yeah. but it's just like that fourth inning for him you know it was the yeah. third inning last time it was the fourth inning this time and it's like he gets there it it kind of snowballs and then he's like fine everywhere else besides that it's it's actually very aranola ish yeah it is it is you're right yeah they've actually really been carbon copies of each other this year it's it's a great point and you know it was nice to see wheeler's velocity up early but then you know again as he's gotten deeper still 12 strikeouts in five innings you know again not a good rockies team but i think i'm hopeful i I think we we need to keep remembering at least for the early portion of the season that they did pitch it till November and that these are guys who literally had never pitched past like October 2nd or October 3rd, whenever their season had ended in the past. So like that is something that maybe it does take them a little bit longer to ramp up and get to where they need to be. Certainly a possibility, but to your point, you know, so far this season, neither of those guys has looked like Zach Wheeler or Nola, or at least the guys we expect them to be. So the interesting part about Wheeler's start today is that uh, I agree with you. The velocity is down. But you know what's so weird about him is that he did throw like a couple of 93-mile-an-hour sliders. Yep. So it's like maybe – so maybe this is them easing their way into the season. Because mm-hmm. it, in the, when he went back out there for the sixth, his fastball was back up to 96, 97. Um, yeah. And maybe like this is part of their um, – part of their management is like, Hey, we're not going to just don't go out and try to throw a hundred miles an hour, like work your way up to it. I mean, that's yeah. how Verlander before he yeah. became, a, before he became a Met, uh, that's <laughs> Verlander, uh, pitched a ton of innings, like first inning 92, 93. And then by the seventh, eighth, it was like, Oh, there's a hundred. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe, Hey, maybe that's what they're doing, but I think it's encouraging that at least like a 93 mile an hour slider doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that means something. Uh, I thought it generated well, the stuff good... had life today, like yeah, especially early 100%. on. I mean, it just looked it looked Wheeler esque, and also, I mean, to your point, you're making about about the the way he's kind of easing himself into games and all that. I think that's absolutely something that could be happening with this team, and I think it makes a ton of sense. And I also thought it was a good sign that he that he came out and pitched the six. You know, it was what like ninety three or ninety four pitches. I, I wouldn't have been shocked at all if Topper's like early in the season. Let's just sit you down. Came back out. You know, cleaned it up in that six with an easy six. Went into the hundred pitches. Just the fact that they were like, we're confident at this point in the season to let you go over a hundred and and pitch in a spot where you don't necessarily have to. I like that too. Well, and I, and I thought that one thing that was interesting with Wheeler today is that it seemed like he uh, quickened up his tempo. So what I noticed early in the game, like usually he's uh, at a set position and then he drops down. It's like methodical up and then at you. But what happened in the first couple of innings was just like down, up, bang, at you. And maybe that's like a way, maybe what he's trying to do from that aspect is, okay, I'll be quicker getting into my mechanics from the uh, windup. And then when I get in the stretch and I have to be faster with the pitch clock, my bodies are going to be adjusted to yeah. it. Well, so, and that might take time to get used to, right? I mean, it wouldn't be, especially because it seems like, as we talked about, it is for him has been something where most innings he's been good. He just keeps running into these spots where he walks some guys, runners get on base and he's pitching from the stretch and he's been struggling. So I know we've talked about that with Nola in the past, but maybe the, the pitch clock combination of that with Wheeler is something he's still getting used to. 
Yeah. And uh, it, it does seem like the it, it, today seemed like a classic case of I'm on such a roll out of the windup. And then it's like, oh, well, here, here we go to the, the stretch and it's not going to it's yeah. not going to be as pretty. So um, and, and I agree with you completely. Like, like I, I was actually of the mindset of like, why are you putting Wheeler out there again? Like it's early in the season. We don't need to have him over 100 pitches. Um, but like I've said this a lot when it comes and he did the same thing with Nola on Friday night. Is mm-hmm. that Nola easily could have be done after what after six, but he, came six but he went seventh? Yep. And what I've been like kind of harping on 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 the final outs that I'm sure that you are uh, downloading, and listening to on your, oh, on your yeah. walk in. I'm doing one of those things. Thank you. Um, <laughs> always appreciate the sport, but um, no, I'm just kidding. But what I but what I'm saying is that like I want when when people freak out about pulling Nola or pulling Wheeler, like should have pulled him earlier. Like, what are you doing, Rob Thompson? You're an idiot. My pushback to that is these guys have to learn to pitch through that. And I know it's early in the season and I get that, but like these guys have to be able to overcome this stuff so that as it gets later in the season, you can have them going seven, eight innings because as the games get bigger, you want your best pitchers in there. Um, and hopefully that's Wheeler and Nola. So like, I want to see them work through adversity and push through adversity rather than the second anything goes wrong, bang, they're out of the game. Yeah, I think it's a great point. It's a mentality thing, and it's it, I think it's a great point. Um, by the way, I like the Miller Lite you're drinking. Shout out to Miller Lite, presented by Miller Lite, of course. Uh, it was nice to see. Uh, I felt like almost every time I saw a shot of someone drinking a beer this weekend, and by the way, sold-out crowds, awesome to see oh, that. Oh, dude, know. you want to talk about Rockies, buddy, well you know, yeah, with the Rockies in town, it's not like that's a draw at all. Like, there's not one guy on the team you're excited to go watch play baseball in person. Well, unless you want to, like, make sure CJ Crone's a fill. Well, CJ did audition, man. He did, wow. he, he, you know, he one brought one a little run. bit. Yeah, but um, uh, I felt like every time they showed a shot of someone drinking a beer in the ballpark, it was a Miller Lite. It warmed my heart. It's a beautiful well, thing. Welcome. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, you're like, welcome. Yes, that's right. I mean, I, I wasn't going to do that, but that's you know, I was doing it a little more subtly. But sure. Yeah, you're welcome. Miller Lite. That's what we're here for. Yeah, it's popular beer. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if that's fair. Like, you're not there to see uh, Ryan McMahon. You're not there to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, Charlie Blackman. Yes. Charlie. This is the Black- first time. This is the first, first time, time he didn't Blackman. kill us. Ever. Yeah. First time he- ever. Heading into the series. I believe he's a, was a career three. 33 hitter. Yeah. If I, if my numbers are, it's either 333 or 309. But either way, uh, the guy has just crushed us for a It feels decade, like so. anecdotally, he always crushed. I think even Franzke, uh said that when, uh, after the last like uh, uh, infield hit, he was like, well, he's like, you know, we'll take it. And he's like, I feel like this is the first time Charlie Blackman hasn't crushed us. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right. We said it going into the series. But yeah, that Rockies team is, it's pretty bad. <laughs> well, it was it's amazing. Pretty, it's pretty bad baseball team. It was amazing how many, like, just absolutely, like, you want to talk about, like, 2017, 2018, you and I just nerding out to fancy baseball guys oh, that they've had. I mean, oh. between, obviously, some of the studs, like Black. Well, McMahon, and, you mentioned, is definitely one of those guys who forever, you're like, ooh, Ryan then, McMahon. But then it's, like, Denelson Lamette, who I will uh-huh. always love. Jose Urania, uh, uh-huh. who I never really liked, but, like, have always had good stuff. Uh-huh. Uh and then it was Brad Hand, you know, coming out of the bullpen. Daniel Bard, mm-hmm. you know, back to like the 09 Red Sox, I feel like. So um, they, they had so many guys that's like, oh, he was good like 
six years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Good to see him back. It's like, oh, I'm well, definitely on that guy. Profar. Yeah, Jer- the Jerks and Profar, one. they exactly. signed like a day before. By the way, does anyone hate Citizens Bank Park more than Jerks and Profar? It's like every time he comes here, something goes horribly wrong for him. Moustakis. Moustakis is Oh, yeah, Moustakis. Yeah, it's like there's so many just re- Harold Castro's in Rocky. Sure. Brent yeah. Suter, who I hate. Uh, mm-hmm. Ty Blotch, like they have so many of these guys that have been around forever that they just decided to put on the team. But uh, I was happy for Jerkson Profar because there was like a check swing in the eighth or, or seventh or whatever, and he they they said uh, no, it was not yeah. it was not check swing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, you got one, buddy. You finally got you, one. Pal. I'm he really trapped. He, he trapped two balls in left field. I never. Seen I that know happen. it was it was so weird. At, like it was like he just loses his mind when he gets here. Um, all right, let's talk. Let's talk before we get to the bats. Let's talk about the bullpen because I mentioned it before, but I mean, really, a we talked about in the last pod about how you're starting to see what it can look like at the end of games. Um, unsurprisingly, in case you missed it, Andrew Bellotti put on the IL with a arm falling off of his body because uh, of overuse. Um, but um, you know, I, I, the bullpen looked flat out awesome this week. I mean, Jose Alvarado is actually, everyone's saying it, but you know, we're Phillies fans, we'll say it, but he actually is the best reliever in baseball right now, legitimately. Uh, Soto has been unhittable for his last few outings. Uh, you mentioned it last time, even Kimbrel's getting big outs, got big outs last night. Um, Sir Anthony looks back. Um, I think of all the things we saw this weekend, the bullpen was the thing where you could be like, yo, buddy, that looked that looked depressed. Yeah. And uh, we, we said it last podcast and, you know, James, part of what, what uh, like, so I love everything about doing this podcast. Like it's, it's again, my favorite thing in the world. Me too. Um, but the part of this podcast that makes me the most nervous because like, again, I watch the Phillies for multiple reasons. One, it's my favorite thing on earth. Yep. Two, like I need my, <laughs> two is that I need my takes to be right. Like I That's just need true. what I it's say true. to be because it's just like it, cr- dude. Like when people start getting all worked up in my, like, I know it's just, know. it's just like relax. Anyway, um, don't us read saying how many times I can tell you for years not to read them and you'll never not read them. But God, yeah, but like m- most of the time they're good. It's just like every once yeah. in a while it's like you said. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> it's a good impression. I feel like that is perfect. That's how I, a person, yeah. every t- mean Twitter person. Yeah, is, oh, you said anyway. Yeah. Um, but. But, 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 but what made me nervous is that last podcast, we went so hard. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Good luck coming to get back against Soto, Alvarado, Sir Anthony Kimbrell. And even the Kimbrell's a little bit shaky, but whatever. <laughs> Not anymore, baby. He's a fill. Um, <laughs> Craig Kimbrell's that really about great. a bullpen pitcher, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bullpen pitchers come here to be great. That's what happens. I just want to know the last, like, dude, I, they were up 7-3 in the 7th or 8th today. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, I, was, I wasn't even stressing. Like, there was so little. I went and I, I missed it. I missed the batter. I don't miss batters. I went to go and, like, hang out. I, I had to grab something for Jill. And I was like, ah, I'm not even Missed worried. Like, I, I know when I get back, wow. there's going to be an out. Like, I know wow. it's not going to be a disaster. Look at because you. What, because what those, like, like again, Good luck coming back against those guys. Like, just good luck. It's it, 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 between Soto having 98 in his back pocket with that wipeout slider. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going to completely ignore the two balls to the wall today. Yeah, um, you know what happens. Well, it because happens. listen, Charlie Blackman also got a little, uh, you know, bleeder that. Yeah. Hit, so that was yeah. BS. That was BS. Yeah. Um, so you should take his head off. 
Yeah, that's very, very fair <laughs> way to go about it. And then, and then, like, dude, I mean, Sir Anthony's back. I just like, yeah, I, know, I awesome. was worried at the beginning of the season, but I think they fixed his mechanics. Uh, you know, I, I know that you live for mechanical pitching talk. It's, on it's, this all I, it's literally all I want. I mean, we could just do an hour of mechanics talk and, and leave, and I would be happy with every episode. But as yeah. I said, when he gets out of whack, it's when he he's opening up way early and he's, you know, it, his stuff just is all over the place. And what he's done his last three outings is keep that back leg or keep the front leg closed. And it is allowing his 98 to be just a freaking bowling ball. Yeah, so, it's so heavy. Like, it looks so heavy when he's on. You know, it's like you just feel like how is anyone lift that baseball? It feels impossible. Correct. And then, like, I think Kimbrell is... Like I, at least he's pitching with confidence now. He's it looked looks the like, last three or four outings. He's looked or two or three, whatever it's been. Like he has, it is it, eye test wise. He's looked better. There's no, yeah, question. Well, he's, he's actually generating whiffs. Uh, he's not walking the ballpark. He, his fastball is up to 96, I believe the last time. So that's good sign. Uh, the slider staying in the zone long enough to be, uh, you know, tunneled. Okay. Off of a fastball. So whatever, like Kimbrell is going to cause some games. I, I'm just, I, I feel that way, but I think at this point, I believe you can trust him. He's going to be good more often than not. And then you get to Jose Alvarado, who I legitimately believe is going to get Cy Young consideration this year. Like I, I wow, I think, bro. Because he, he, dude, he, he can come in seventh, eighth. He can come in the ninth. If Edwin Diaz is getting Cy Young consideration last year, I will raise you a guy that can pitch any inning and multiple innings, and that is striking out fifty-five percent of his batters right now. Um, yeah, well, and, he's got he's pitched like over 19 innings. I think he's got, uh, or, I'm sorry, he's pitched nine innings. He's got 19 strikeouts and zero walks. Like he's like nine and a third or something. 19 dude. strikeouts, zero walks. Like that's, I mean, that's, we don't curse on this pile. I don't know how to describe it without <laughs> cursing. Like that's how ridiculous it Stupid. is. Well, now they flash something on the screen in the ninth that he has like, He's throwing 100% strikes on 90% miles an hour pitches, but that can't be true. Yeah, because he's can't definitely be throwing balls. So, yeah, maybe not I'm many just... though. That's the point. Like, very I think few. Like, I think he's walked one guy. Zero walks. He's walked he zero guys. Zero walks. Zero walks. Okay. Unless one today. I was like, I was in the car, so but no. I don't. No, I was listening. I didn't think he was. I don't. I think he has zero walks. Just, he's just the best. He's just yeah. he. He's he is. Insane. He is morphed into the best reliever in Philly's history. Like just when it comes to stuff and and in this like, moment, this guy right now, he's got to do it all season and stuff. But like right now, like just today, I would take this dude today against anyone we've ever seen in the Philly bullpen. Right. Like Billy Wagner in his heyday. Like I'm trying to think of like, you know, oh, man. Lady. Yeah, but but even then, we talked about Madsen. last time. Like it goes like Alvarado, it's like Alvarado's nastier. Lidge, Madsen, uh, Romero for that little bit there, I thought was like Alvarado ish. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Wagner wasn't quite the same. No, like, Billy Wagner is the only one where you could look at and be like, oh, like obviously, like the only one who throws as hard, but I mean, like, I mean, Alvarado's stuff is insane, dude. It's well, insane. It's, just think about it this way, right? Like, Billy Wagner threw pretty much just a hundred. Like, yeah. I, I know he like had a slider, but like, Alvarado is a hundred. But it like moves, it cuts and like sinks it moves and, yeah. all over the place. In, I mean, out, yeah. His cutter's Wagner, 94. Wagner threw 100 when, like, most guys didn't. Like, now everyone throws 100. Wagner threw, Wagner's 100 was faster than everyone else. But it, his, I'm with you. Like, he didn't have the arsenal that Alvarado has. He just didn't. I would put 2014 students in there. I don't think many oh, people would. Uh, of course. I can't believe we didn't mention him off the top. It's a bad job. It's a bad job. 
Bad job. But the thing with the bullpen is right now, um, at least, is so these guys are obviously those like those four you feel good about, right? You feel good about Soto, Alvarado, uh, Kimbrel, and and Sir Anthony. And I, I feel like we're a mere what two weeks away from that being put on a t-shirt. I mean, <laughs> like I feel like I feel like it should be. Um, but you feel good about those guys. And then I think Brogdon's continuing to like, he is yeah. such a confidence pitcher that like he needs some good outings. He needs fastball. He need like, he can't just be cutter changeup guy. Like he needs mm-hmm. that 95 mile an hour fastball, I believe um, to continue to, to develop into one of the guys that they can fully trust back there. But I think with Brogdon right now, and you, you talk about important aspects to a team, like I think they have their guys for when they have leads, but just as important is guys when they're either tied or down or, or yeah, or like down, down three, runs. two, three, two, three, one, those kinds of games. And yeah. what they have to find now, James, in order to get this team back to being like top of the NL is they have to find guys that won't extend leads. You know what I mean? Where it's like you're down two and you yeah, bring keep this them guy, in games. Just keep you in games. And I think Brogdon's one of those guys like Bilotti getting hurt, like, isn't the worst thing from the standpoint of like, I think he needed a break. And I think yeah, that he, I agree. he was clearly not what we saw last year. He's, you know, he threw a slider, like a million, <laughs> give him a million yeah. oh, feet yeah. out of the strike zone the other day. So, um, and then, and then the one wild card that we haven't totally factored in yet, which we talked about a little bit, but like, dude, Matt Strom, when he gets put back there, well, that's what we talked about last time. Yeah. It's such a difference maker. They don't have so, anyone like him there. So again, we talk about why is it okay, I think, to think that this team is more back than not back. The bullpen's rounded into form. I think the lineup's coming. I mean, they had four home runs today. Uh, there's a couple more balls hit out of the ballpark. Their average is still really, really good. Uh, starting staff's, like, probably the one thing right now that's a bit up in the air. Uh, but also, like, Wheeler and Nola were good enough to win them ball games at mm-hmm. this point. And it's almost like you have to hope that a month from now, it's like, okay, bang, there's Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. And you got Ranger coming back, you know, and we are both big Ranger Suarez fans. And we think that, you know, assuming, you know, he can get healthy and stay healthy. I think that's a real bonus for this team and for the, the rotation. All right. Uh, I want to get to the take bag in a sec, but um, uh, let's do it, buddy. Let's do it. The Nick Castellanos uh, game. Two freaking home runs in a game, both to left field, no less. Uh, like golf that one out of there. I, I just... What a thrill, man. What a thrill. And and big home runs. The second one, like a, a, a really, that second one, a really important home run to give them the 4-3 lead, which was what they freaking won by. Like, uh, you know, that was, that we talked last pod about how, you know, even without the power, just the confidence and him going up there and, and getting walks and, and having some command of the strike zone and not flailing and stuff and just looking confident up there was such a massive upgrade over what we saw last season. Man, if he could add a little bit of power, Jack, and if we could be talking about 20 or something like that, I mean, we talked a bunch and, and we got some homers today, but, you know, the Schwarber one, um, the Pache homer, obviously along, we got some homers this weekend, but this team has not hit a ton of home runs comparatively this season. You know, if Casty can give you more than you're expecting, that would be huge. <sighs> I love him. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. It's like, oh, you're such a sucker. You're so easy. Like, whatever. I love him, dude. I, I, I'm so it. Cassianos being back to being the Cassianos that we thought we were getting is like it's bringing me the most 
Well, that's not true. Well, it's close. There's a lot of things that are bringing me a ton of joy in this team. He is in my top four of things that are bringing mm-hmm. me the most joy. Uh, and the home run yesterday and the, uh, two home runs, you know, the second one getting out, a little windblown, but whatever. We little take it. bit. We'll take it, though. You know, you look, it. if it was last year, it would have it got blown in on Gastiano. So, sure. you know, it just yeah. evens out. It evens yeah. out. Water always finds its level. That's but right. I think we said this last podcast where it's like, right, I'll take the doubles. I'll take the average right now. And then as he gets more comfortable, we think that the home runs are going to come. And that's how I felt all the time. And, and it's good to see that that's already starting to kind of come to fruition, which like he started the ball with authority. Like not only was it two home runs last night, that freaking double in the ninth. Double, was, yeah, was dude. Ripped it. Man. Yeah, like, ripped it. It was an absolute rope. So he's he's barreling the baseball. He's not striking out all the time. He's not chasing. He's doing the classic Castellanos things where, like, if he is full, he's still able to flick the bat on it and, and poke it over the third base or shortstop or second baseman's head. And or just even get foul it off, you know, like where right. he was never doing that last year. So, you know, like, if you're asking how much do I trust him, I, I'm pretty much at like an eight out of ten. Like wow, I, I just, I, I think that. he's, I think he's just, I think he's just confident. And and there's been so many articles written. I think Alex, I think Alex Coffey wrote another article about him today about how like basically he's talking about how last year there's a lot of human stuff. And I know you don't have to say. It. Uh, Can I say it for you? Can I say it sure, for you? So sure, I don't have to do, do, yeah, do the disclaimer please, of please. Jack. No, I always say this. So let me just get out in front of this. Yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. I think I might, and, and again, I don't want to put you in the grave prematurely. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you never do that. But when you eventually do go down, um, I think I am going to put on your gravestone. Athletes are human beings. Thank you. I think you should. I think you should. It's I probably the number one thing. Yeah. That's what I want on there. Yeah. That's what I want on there. You know, yeah. beloved, beloved father, husband, period quotes. Athletes are humans too. Well, or athletes are human me... beings or whatever. We'll figure out the phrasing. Again, I would hate to to write your tombstone right now, um, you? April, April 23rd of 2023. Thanks. But uh, if I was doing a Jay tombstone. This is great. This is good content right here. Beloved father. Yes. Loving husband. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Producer of WIP Morning Show. <laughs> yeah, you got to put that on the tombstone. That's right. Uh, loves high hopes more than go birds. Yes. Yes. And. And athletes are human beings. Yep, there you go. I think it's pretty. We nailed it. We nailed it. That's it. And I and, can die in peace. And what Elliot and I we will write in quotes is, "I'm tired." <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, I'm tired. Oh no way! Really? I didn't see that one coming. Um, so, so yes, James. Is, this is going on James's tombstone. But you know, athletes are human beings, and like he talked about last year, like he's got a lot of stuff going on, and like he's and he seems like a guy that needs a like a like a just a, a big family. Like I'm like I want to be a part of this whole thing, not feel like an outsider. I'm not saying they made him feel like an outsider last year. But when you're paid that contract, you're the new guy. You, like, he, he didn't reach expectations and he's a perfectionist. Like, I think that kind of stuff kind of got all in his head. So mm-hmm. what we're seeing now is, is a guy that um, has just he's just comfortable. And as he gets more comfortable, I think we're going to continue to see the Nick Castellanos that, again, had you and I feel like we're taking crazy pills because he's been like the best, like one of the top 10 bidders in the freaking league for a decade. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I feel pretty, pretty good about where we're at with Gassianos and 
Um, you know, that was good to see yesterday. Good to see him get another hit today. Good to see Trey Turner leave the uh, the, the ballpark again. Hey, got it. All he does is I, hit home runs. Well, I think last year he had won his thir- first 34 games. So maybe this is something we have to kind of learn with him mm-hmm. is that he's a bit of a slow starter when it comes to hitting for power. But, uh, yeah, the, the Castellanos bounce back season is is having me very, very excited. It's thrilling, honestly, especially because we were so pro it happening in the you know spring training and prior to the season. So to your point, you made at the very top of the show. It's nice when your predictions don't go wrong, <laughs> which, which, which happens quite a bit. By the way, I mean, uh, uh, Marshy, I mean, I, I should have mentioned, too, just I mean, the, the dude's leading the league in OPS. I mean, Batting against Homer off lefty today. I, I can't believe how quick this is happening. And obviously there'll be a lull. Don't expect this guy to lead the league in OPS. Don't expect him to bat 360 or whatever. You never know. Uh, but are you surprised? I mean, look, I think we all thought he was going to get better. Are you surprised how quickly this is happening? And and how and how how confident are you? You just gave us an eight on Casty. Like, not that he's going to be 360, 1100 guy, whatever. But, like, how confident are you? that Marsh is just a good hitter now. Pretty high. I, I'm, I'm probably more confident in Castellanos just because I've, I've seen it a much longer before. track record, yeah. Because I've seen it before. But, like, dude, like the, the Marsh thing, it's not even just hitting lefties, hitting righties. It's, like, with authority. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he could have home run easily yesterday as well. You know, like, it was a ball that went off the top of the fence today. It went, went, it went out. Um, and, and what I keep coming back to is, was it the Marlin series, I believe? Whereas late in the game, he's facing uh, Devin Smelter, and he hit a 440-foot yeah, bomb to left, to left center field. It's like, holy cow. And and they talked about a lot on the on the uh, broadcast today about how, um, like, it's one of those trades that, like, really worked out well for both sides. And it, it stinks, the Ohapi thing, because now he's out for, like, four to six months or yeah. whatever with the injury. But, I mean, the Angels have a, a future all-star ish level catcher. It looks like Phillies, a good trade for both sides. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. But the Phillies might have found a freaking like all-star caliber center fielder in Brandon Marsh. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. For, I a was guy blocked. for a guy who's blocked. Like it is what it is. Like he could have been your DH, I guess, but come on, you know, I know. And, and the thing about Marsh is, is that like the, the defense is already, is already like above replacement level yeah. player, you know, at baseline. Like if you're looking at the baseline, and now the batting's coming along, and it's it's Kevin Long, and it's them getting him on a path and getting him with someone that he could like fully invest in and fully trust, and like not have not pulling him in a bunch of different directions and having him being taught a, a bunch of different kind of philosophies. And I think the most important thing for Brandon Marsh is that like he is such a a, a vibes guy in a way, you know, like he's always oh, happy, yeah. he always brings the energy. And I think pairing him with with a Kevin Long, like I I just think that we're gonna look up even like a year from now, two years from now, and and like Marsh is gonna be one of the even more vocal leaders of this team because of what he brings from a from a locker room clubhouse standpoint, coupled in with the fact that like he might be he's, he's an all star caliber center fielder like he's they legitimately traded and do, like I just I. It's been so long, James, and, and an old regime since they have traded for a guy that had talent elsewhere and was a former top prospect, 
and have turned him into an all-star. I like, know. This is not what the Phillies do. It's, this it's, is just, it's, it's not just what they not, do. No. It's, it's probably awesome. the, I mean, like, worth comes to mind. Like, like worth comes yeah. to mind of, of yeah. developing well, into Victorino a star. Victorino was a rule five pick, but same idea with him. And and he just he 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 is consistently reminded me of Johnny Damon and and Shane Victorino, and I didn't think he was going to be as good of a hitter as those guys. I don't think the average will be there, but the power is certainly going to be probably higher than the, both of those guys. And I I just he is developing into an absolute stud. And I and you talk about breakout seasons and comeback seasons and whatever. You have a Castellanos bounce back. You have Marsh breakout, Bone breakout, Stop breakout, and then you're adding Bryce. Like it's just, it's so exciting. It is, it is so exciting. They have what five guys batting over 400 right now? Yeah, like, it, like 300, 300 right now. Like it, I just, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, and it really like, is. They're gonna, they're gonna come back. They're gonna break through this. Like yeah. the 11 and 12 Look thing. You. You're right. It's, it's just, it's a minor speed bump. And what is going to be a great season for this? Well, I'm Marsh super young too. Is he 25? I mean, it's really, it's a really exciting, an exciting move by the Phillies. And we were talking last time about Gio Fristad, a contract. Now, I mean, that's another guy you start to think about, like lock that dude up, take away some RB years, all that kind of stuff. Um, if this continues, so um, all right, let's wow. get to the take back. Marsh Stott, Bomber, we've been saying, on contract buddy. extensions. Ah! Um, all right, um, let's get to the take bag. I will actually queue up the first uh, uh, entry of the take bag. I don't know what order you were going to go in, but I know you tweeted it, and I wanted to say it too, so I'll just start off the take bag, and I apologize to the cavemen and to Plato, but Jake Cave is horrible. He is a horrible, horrible hitter. He cannot be in your lineup every day. I saw your tweet. Pache should play over him. Maybe he should. I mean, Pache's, what, 5 for 18 with a home run. I mean, at least he's doing something, like, Jake Cave is a is a hole in your lineup. That's been the biggest, like, when Harper comes back, just Harper for Cave, one for one in a lineup switch. I mean, like, what a massive upgrade. It's going to make this team so much better alone. I, I, like, nice story, nice spring, Jack. But, you know, then the regular season started. Uh, Jake Cave can't play every day. He can't. Well, and and I, I'm just going to, because if, if you don't give yourself credit, then I don't know who who will. You know, so mm -hmm. I want to give myself credit here. Oh, good. Um, yeah, you're because right. I did. That's I important. did tweet at the end of spring training. I said, I need this the season to start so that I know if Jake Cave is just spring oh, training okay. good or yes. actually good. 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 So, yes, you were all over that. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks. And yes. Because me. Yes. I overreact to spring training. Yes. That's even good. though I have said <laughs> on a couple occasions that if you squint, you see Freddie Freeman. So <laughs> I don't think. I don't think we're getting a Friday Freeman season from JK, but nope. um, with Pache, like if, if we're doing this whole thing about how Brandon Marsh went from failed top 50 prospect into a possible all-star mm -hmm. uh, caliber center fielder, why can't we do the same with Pache? Like, Pache I, wasn't even much higher rank. I mean, Pache was like a top 10 prospect at one point. Uh, I top think 15, he maybe 24. he's like 54. Are you I sure? I I, I could have sworn he got into the 50. And look, it depends what list you look at, right? I mean, he might have been like whatever, but he was a top 20-ish prospect and, and Marsh was a top 50-ish prospect. Right. And and once again, I never ever said that uh Christian Pache was massively overrated in prospect circles. No, but no, no. But um never. but the thing is, is that you know, he's actually hitting well. I know he's like it was a disaster early in the season. I think the big thing to that point would be that 
you know, he'd been here for a day. Maybe let's give Kevin Long more than a couple days to figure him out. Um, and with, with him now is that you see confidence beginning to grow. Um, you know, he's making, I think, more contact. He struck out like on three straight pretty good sliders yesterday. So whatever it happens, but he also it's a pretty big home run. I mean, yeah, that was, that was like deep in the center field. Yeah, and he had the uh the other hit too. So. Yeah, and, and and I think with Pache, worst case scenario, dude, is that like what fly ball is getting in oh, with Marsh and Marsh. Pache? Hey, you could probably just play two outfielders. I mean, honestly, they could probably cut. I mean, especially with like Cassianos and Schwarber out there. Like, what are they really doing? Like, just let Marsh and Pache cover the outfield. Am I being a little too Phillies uh, blinded to say that like Cassianos has been pretty good defensively He's this actually year. been decent. No, you're, he hasn't been. Like, I, he's definitely taking a step forward, right? I, yeah, I can't say pretty good, but he has been better than last year. And to your point, the arm is pretty good. Um, he's been solid. Like, not, not, you know, not unplayable, which is what he felt like at, at times last year. Well, the funniest part about Castellanos is that he came up as a third baseman. And I feel like the one thing he struggles the most with as an outfielder is, is the ground the ball. ball. I know. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, and today they could have gotten, uh, I can't remember who ran over. I think it's pro far. It was pro far. Like they probably could have gotten him. If he fielded that clean, like they probably had that out and it didn't end up mattering, but yeah, it is. But when he comes back, like tr- tracking a fly ball and, and getting there, He's gotten like way better at it. Like I, I didn't think that this was going to come from from Castellanos. So add that to the breakout season um, for him. But like Pache, like just at this point, you traded for him. Jake Cave's always been just meh. Like you, you worst case scenario is you get Gold Glove center field, left field. If you play him every day, best case is like, hey, what if he continues to develop? Like yeah. I, I don't think he, it's a real asset. Keep, you know, he, keep, he keeps reminding me of at the plate is uh, is BJ Upton. Like, I, oh, I, like the, the I swings remind me remind me of each other. You know, uh, I think he was a pretty good defensive player. BJ uh, was, yeah. And BJ yeah. played multiple positions throughout his career. And he's never going to be a big home run guy. But, like, anytime he hits that kind of home run in that spot, the deep center field, like, there's something there. So, yeah. JK's not good. He's never been good. He's he bad. Like, he's actively bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, just just freaking just, I don't hate just play Pache. I don't hate goes. it. Well, especially well he is. We're a week, away, we're like two weeks away from from it not mattering. So you know, just get me to Bryce. I don't think he has a hit off a righty left or ready yet, but he is batting four hundred against lefties. So. There you go. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, face what more. Else? Face more lefties. Yeah. Give us more lefties, please. Managers, put lefties in the face, Pache. It's, uh, it's good managing. I promise. All right. What do you got in the take back? Uh, I thought Sanchez looked better than he had in in years past. Um, Solid. Got him into the, into the fifth, you know, in that spot. You know, it was fine. Him and Falter are pretty interchangeable, but I think Falter gives you a better chance to give you six, seven innings, whereas I feel like Sanchez will strike out more, but it's more four and two-thirds, five innings. I agree with uh, you. Than Falter. So worst-case scenario is hopefully they found someone they can come up and and give them a couple of innings. Um, bu- 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 Cody Clemens had a home run today. I know. How about it? Something I never thought I would see. Uh, which is more surprising, the Cody Clemens home run or the Christian Pache home run on Saturday? The Christian Pache. Home yeah, run. for sure. For it sure. just is. Yeah, it just is. Uh, there is nothing worse than I, I. I don't know if you 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 experience this more than I do. So when I watch games, I have tweet deck up and oh, I have yeah. all the notifications on um, from MLB and stuff. So like I get and I and I literally. 
I pay for cable because I, I can't deal with delays. I know. you. We've talked about this before, yes. The freaking Peacock feed ah, is so welcome. slow. Welcome. Dude, it's awful. It's awful. I'm getting <laughs> notifications as the ball's like, as the pitch is about to come. I'm seeing tweets about, like, and there are two oh my pitches God. You ahead. get way too many notifications. I would lose my mind. I don't have Dude, any notifications is, for anything. It is the worst. It is the worst. So, like, I hate... I will never buy a streaming service until they figure out how to have things quicker. Like, yeah, just, no. If, well, I think that's a fair argument. I, I just don't look at my Twitter during plays and stuff. Yeah, I know. But it's hard you for don't. you. I know. We're different people. Well, it's just, you know, I, it's, we're I different people. About... It's OK. You are who you are. You got to think about the brand, all that good stuff. You're you're way bigger Twitter influencer than I am. Um, but uh, it's funny because obviously I have no sympathy for you in this specific case because this is my life. But it is funny because I I, uh, I was out in the burbs today with Emily's dad um, and I was listening to the game on the way back. And it's so funny because I will um, like when I'm in the car or like especially not as much when I'm in the car, but when I'm listening and I'm not driving and I'll be like looking at my phone or whatever, I'll always be like, oh, no, don't look at Twitter. I'm behind. And they'll be like, oh, no, wait, I'm listening to it on the radio. Like, I'm not behind. I'm actually as live as it could be. So, like, it does scar you where, like, even when you're watching it live somewhere, I'm always worried that I can't open Twitter because I'm going to find something out. So, you know, it's my life. It's very uh, old school of you. I will I know. say. I know. I physically well, yeah, can't exact. do it. Cord cutting is, is very new school of me, though. So it goes both it ways. It is. Yeah, it is. See, um, I'm a, I'm a paradox. Exactly. I know. Well, listen, whatever. <laughs> I just hate the I hate the peacock thing. It just it drives me insane. Like, just please yeah. can we can I one of these it. streaming services figure out how to make it as close to live as possible? I get it. I get it. Anyway. I get it. It's a fair gripe. Uh I thought Zach Wheeler's kind of rushing in the fourth, but we kind of went over that. I had yeah. that written down. Um but, but, you, know, but you know can, you can you know you can skip it if we already talked about it, right? You didn't have to just because you wrote well, it. Down. I want to make sure that was it was double. Down, down, down. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. Um, I need broadcasters to stop calling Jose Alvarado Jose Alvarez. Um, oh. Matt Baskerjan <laughs> thought of Jose Alvarez today, and it's just well, like Jose Alvarez got like Jose Alvarez got smoked in the nether regions. Uh, in his last game as a Philly, and uh, this is Jose Alvarado's developed into one of the better relievers in all of baseball. So, um, if we could stop doing that, that'd be great. Uh, please stop disrespecting Jose Alvarado. And uh, I believe if Jose Alvarez was playing in the NBA, he'd be uh, the, the 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 hitter would be suspended for at least a couple yeah, games. That's it, for sure. The Tell NBA's got a problem it. with guys. No, no, to no yeah, it's, it's an epidemic, Jack. It's an epidemic. It's the biggest, it's yeah. the biggest issue facing basketball right now. <laughs> yeah, guys can't I stop. I know. I know. I, and look, uh, I totally agree with what you're saying, Jose Alvarado. You know, the, the respect the man, he but. Plays. Shout out to his Alvarado, uh, uh, Alvarez. I did like that guy. And I, I enjoy like in, a, in an era of Phillies relievers where I pretty much hated every single guy who ever came out of the bullpen. I didn't hate him as much. So, you know, well, and and every, every time the 2020 Phillies played in a triple A ballpark, I felt like something went wrong. You know, yeah, like know. they went to uh, Denny. Toronto and had the, yeah. And then the Denise, or not against Toronto, not in Toronto. Yep. Well, the Gore versus Girardi was in Dunedin. Uh, the Vince Velasquez meltdown was in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Jose, Alvara Jose Alvarez, uh, you know, getting smoked and, oh, and never hit for the Phillies again was in it's Buffalo. The, the 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 Blue Jays AAA ballpark. Yeah, that was not, what it was. Yeah, yeah, did not work out yeah. well for us. And uh, you know how I am big, James, on on finding like my my lucky thing. 
you know oh like, yes do i yes people, your spot or your shirt or this or whatever yes 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 so famously in 2008 i sat in the same spot for every game mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. hence why they won the world series same with the and, Eagles super bowl run at wip you had that spot in the studio in where you had to be for yeah i know yeah. yeah i lean on uh the spot in the studio at wip at 400 market and that's what the yep. eagles won the super bowl yep uh, last year was tough because we were at a lot of the games. So it was tough to find the thing that was going to lead to bounce backs. I don't have the numbers in front of me, just mm-hmm. full disclosure. Mm-hmm. But last three games, I've worn the high hope shirt, the new high hope shirt. Oh, and they're three and out. And when they went the down today, funny. when they went down today, I went upstairs and I put it on. No way. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So whether it's so the I high hope out- shirts, is that what you're saying? That's like the thing. I pulled out yes. all, yes. all the stops today. All the stops. I, I put on the high hope shirt. I bet on the Rockies. I had a I, I cracked open a middle light and like the, when they were when they were down. Uh-huh. So all three led to a Phil's victory today. So in fact, you know what? Hold on, hold on. People who are watching can see this. I'm standing up. Thank you. That's Beautiful. Like, I can't sit down and do it. Like I have to, I have to I have to give you your, your what you deserve for that. Thank you. It does take a brave soul. To, it does uh, to change to shirts, to bet, on. yeah, to to drink, to yeah. <laughs> really, you know, putting yourself out there, man. Uh, thank you, brave, brave's the I, word. Would you, I appreciate you going brave because that's the word. Would you say that it's probably too much for April twenty third? Uh, no, betting, yeah. having beers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think no, no, it's not. No, it's just because you know what? If the players are going to go out there. And play 162 and slog through the dog days and and bring it every day. You know what? You need to too, because you're you. basically on the team in your mind. Well, I don't know if it's in my mind. <laughs> okay, it's very very important to the the success of the Phillies is what I do on a daily basis. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I feel good that I found my shirt because I, I, um, I was in a, I was in a rough period there. I was like. Well, this one Philly shirt doesn't work. This other Philly shirt doesn't work. Let me try an Eagle shirt. That got me a win. And then they lost the last the mm-hmm. next two games. I put on the Eagle shirt. Bang! High hope shirt. Phil's get hot. So um, it's good. Season season can officially start now. I, I it honestly is my favorite thing that's been said the whole pod, and I really enjoyed the pod. What about your that, tombstone? Yeah, I love that part too. You're right. That was very fun. Yes. Great point. Thank you. The tombstone and the high hope shirt, my two favorite parts of the pod. So I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy they happen. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy for you too. Yeah, I, I just like that you think of what's going to be on my tombstone. So every it's day, good. <laughs> someone said, someone say it's counting down the days, pal. <laughs> counting down, counting the, days. down the days. Those <laughs> final outs. You're, you're really loving the final outs. You're like, oh, do I really need the other guy? Yeah. <laughs> Does it like let me ask you let me ask you hypothetically, okay? Yes. Does it kill you that when you eventually do pass on that <laughs> I'm going to be that I'm going to be sitting there at your funeral thinking about putting something on your tomb and stuff. <laughs> and probably and and probably giving a little smirk. Like a no. li- like a, a li- like obviously heartbroken, but also like a little Yeah. It, yeah no. it, 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 uh, honestly, I fu- I fully support it. I fully support it. I'm fully, fully supportive of it. I appreciate it. Good. I want you to I hope think Emily, about this I hope conversation never that happens soon. Yeah. I hope Emily or Zoe never listen to this portion. Well, of the don't podcast. don't worry, bud. Emily's never listened to a single pod I've ever done, ever, ever, ever. So I think we'll be good there. 
good. Yeah. Do you think that Miller Lights for Phil's wins because it's gonna be on my on my my tombstone? <laughs> I think so. That uh, uh, Harper Lent. Uh, yeah, that kind. Of, yeah, you got it. You're filling does, it up pretty quickly here, though. Does not Fritz handle at Phil's, six. Does not know? handle Phil's loss as well. No. Yeah. Yeah. Had a kid for content. That would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't used it for content recently. Well, I, know. I was at a wedding. I was at a wedding last night. Shout out to Amaya and Allison. Um, and so many questions about Walker. I'm you sure know, it's a celebrity. You, you getting any sleep? No. Do yeah. I look like I'm getting any sleep? I'm dead inside. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, my answer is I don't even know how to answer because it's like on one hand, it's like it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. And like yes. I I thought I'd be like really happy about being a dad, but it's been way better than oh, I it's the best. Be. It's way better. Um, it's way but better. At the same time, like just very, very tired all the time. And like oh, I wanted to go home. Oh, welcome. Yeah, but welcome like I, my life. But I'm pat, but hold on. First off, Zoe's like four now. She's sleeping. Well, now she's it's because of the morning four. show. It's not because of Zoe anymore. <laughs> Zoe stays up later than I do, dude. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I go I go to bed before my four year old daughter. So it's great. It's a good nice. thing. Yeah, nice. at least nice. on nights when the Phillies don't play, and then when the Phillies don't play, I'm extra tired. Or Phillies play, I stay up watching. And then I'm extra tired, so it's great. But five o'clock, so. But dude, heaven, the greatest thing that has happened in the history of my life is the pitch clock in 2023. Like, think about it. Angelo yeah. had to do it for 30 years without a pitch clock. <laughs> it's so funny. Except when he first started, they used to play games that were this long. Somehow, over the time, we added the extra 40 minutes or whatever. You know, like yep. when he first started the show, it was like, oh yeah, games are two and a half hours. What happened? And it was the nineties Phillies. Yeah. Eh, who cares? I saw sure. ninety-three. It's like eh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very much like eh. It's not good. Not good. It was not a great time to be a, a young fledgling Phillies fan, let me tell you. I actually was thinking about that today. I was like, man, Walker gets to grow up with like Turner and Harper and, and all these guys. And I was thinking about and I know you're you're different, but like I was like, wow, I was like Omar Dahl and Randy oh, Wolf yeah. and yeah. Doug Glanville mm-hmm. and Abreu and young yeah. J Roll, you know, like this Steve kid. Jeltz and Ricky Jordan. And yeah, I, I feel you, dude. If we both, yeah, Spoiled. it's good. I know, I know. Well, you know what? I'll take it. I'll I did get it. a world, I did get a world series 14 years in my life. Yeah. So. so it took me 27 to get a world series. So you win on that one. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Sounds right. good. Yeah, well, we won it. It's all good. Yeah. Let's get another. That would be pretty cool, you know, because, yeah. you know, now it's been 13, you know, 14. So for the ti- whole time you took you to get one, I've waited for the next one already. So, all right. You got any final it's thoughts, coming. buddy? It's, my final it's, thought pretty, is, uh, it's pretty much bedtime for me. My final <laughs> thought is uh, shout out to the Angels for trading away your best center fielder in team history <laughs> to the Phillies. And thank you once again. So uh, trade, uh, trade an actual great. winner traded an actual actual winner to the Phillies in Brandon Marsh. So I love it. Appreciate you. And uh I can't believe it's a freaking off day tomorrow because the Phillies just found their footing. So once again, Major League Baseball ruining my life. Yeah, I will take it because that means I can go to bed at like six o'clock and get some good sleep. Oh my god. Gear up for the it. week. So it'll be great. All right. Uh <laughs> we get it. Uh we'll be back later in the week. Obviously oh, final thought. draft uh, this week, all that so we'll be genre bust. Obviously be Oh that's your final thought. Yeah. And Bring people get, you know, look at this. Look at this guy. Look at this guy over here. Are you going to do an Eagles chant or something too? Or No, never. But <laughs> no, it's just like, I, I'm, I, bring me Bijan. Bring That's me Bijan. That's yeah. fair. 
If you, okay. if you I'm, more, Karonsky, I'm more worried about the Phillies, Ryan. but you know, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I would never be worried about the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. He's for themselves. Too.